Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. Hello, I'm your host, Gina Guzman, CEO and managing partner of the Guzman Law Firm, author and business owner. And I'm here to help navigate you through the law, your business, and life as a leader. Welcome, Matt. I have Matt Abel with me here today. He is an estate and probate and trust trial attorney or litigator, as they're sometimes called. Welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me. Excited for you to be on the podcast. So Matt Abel is part of the Guzman Law Firm. And like I said, he does a lot of this litigation or trial work having to do with trusts and probates. And tell me, really, what is a probate? Let's get that out of the way first. So a probate is a fancy word for saying what happens when somebody dies with or without a will. And then we have to go to a court and determine how those assets are going to be distributed to either their spouse or their kids or whomever they've determined those assets should be distributed to. So it's the court process after somebody dies. It is. That's what a probate is. That's simple. In its very simplest terms, yes. Okay. And then when uh, somebody dies and they have a trust, they don't have to go through that process necessarily, do they? Correct. If the trust is properly funded and meaning it's properly set up, then yes, we can avoid probate completely, saving, a, in some cases, millions of dollars, in some cases, tens of thousands of dollars, depending on how much assets the, uh, an individual has. And at Guzman Law Firm, we have this group called Trust Law Council that helps people form those trusts and make sure they're properly funded. But what we're going to talk about today is more if somebody didn't do great planning or if they have really contentious beneficiaries, what happens when they fight? That never happens. People never fight. No, no, that, that especially n- over money. Absolutely not, especially after their parents die. There aren't any movies about this or anything no, either, are there? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> There's a whole reason that you have a career. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what does that mean when people have a dispute after somebody's passed away and there's some fighting going on over these assets? Yeah, far too common. Uh, you know, it keeps me employed. Is that uh, the beneficiaries or the kids or whomever it may be? believe that they are entitled to the assets of somebody who's passed away, uh, disagree with what has happened with those assets. So then they come to a person like me, and we look at a number of different things, including whether there was a will, whether there was a trust, um, or, or not. And then depending on how that looks, that's how we decide which route we're going to take. So, you know... If, if there is a will, then we can challenge that will in uh, certain circumstances on different bases, such as undue influence, mistake, fraud, things of that nature. If there's a trust, you can do the exact same thing. A lot of people come and say, hey, you know, you were living with mom or dad. You took mom or dad to the lawyer's office and told that lawyer that to cut all of us out of the will. And so we want our fair share. So that's the general gist of uh, an estate contest, uh, a will contest afterwards. Sometimes people say maybe that's not, there's multiple wills 
They maybe they say mom did one in 2009 and now she did another one in 2014 and they're completely different. So which one's going to control the distribution of her assets? So people are trying to throw out that later will so that the prior one is in effect. And probably because the prior one, they had more that they were going to receive under the prior will. Absolutely. Now, what about if they have a trust? And I know South Dakota in particular has a lot of privacy around those trusts. Are people still able to contest them as easily? Uh, trusts are a different animal. During life, uh, the beneficiaries of a revocable trust are not entitled to know about the revocable trust. An irrevocable trust, uh, which means a trust that can't be revoked mm -hmm. um, during the, the person who created its lifetime, uh, they do get to know about that trust during life, but there are a lot of protections and that's a little bit more complicated. Most people are de de dealing with revocable trusts that once that person passes away, they get to find out, hey, there's a trust in play. And then all of that, one of the beauties of South Dakota, is that uh, all of that is confidential. The proceedings relating to challenging a trust are confidential. So you're not airing your dirty laundry, so to speak, um, in the public sphere like you would in a probate case, which is another advantage of having a trust. Got it. So the probate case, they just had a will. It can be a very public family fight after somebody passes away. But if they have a trust and then there's a litigation or trial work after that, uh, that's all private because doesn't the court put those documents under seal? Automatically, yes. As soon as that case is filed, those documents are under seal. So nobody will know about what's going on. And oftentimes those are the cases that are, are more salacious, more... Because there's usually the people that are use, using trust usually have a larger sum of assets. So we're talking about a little bit more money. There's a little bit more high stakes. So South Dakota's decided, you know, we want to be friendly to people that are creating trusts. So we're going to keep that out of the public sphere. I want to get a few more uh, things of the jargon out of the way here, too. Uh, talk to us about personal representatives and executors. Sure. And those terms are really synonymous. Uh, you'll see those terms used in different wills depending on who's drafting them. All that, all that ter those terms mean is the person that's charged or that's been decided by the deceased uh, to uh, administer their estate after they've passed away. They're in charge of setting up a probate if it's necessary or just distributing the assets according to the will if a probate isn't necessary. And what happens, uh, what's their role if there is fighting and there's trial work to be done? It can be, it can be a number of different things. Primarily, it's usually to be defending the will. Um, and that, that's because the beneficiaries or the people that think they should be beneficiaries are mad at the personal representative because they're the ones that usually take the most under those wills. So they have an obligation to defend whatever will they believe to be the last will and testament of the person who's passed away. And how do they go about defending the will? They come to a person like me and <laughs> I walk them through the process. And uh, if, if a case has already been started, then we can file our own documents with the court saying, this is why we believe the will that uh, was the last will, for instance, mm -hmm. is the will that should be entitled to be probated, and that's the will that should determine how the assets should be distributed. So if you're named a personal representative or an executor or even a trustee, really your first step is to hire counsel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless you're the only sibling. Unless you're the only person that you believe 
is going to be receiving anything ever, which is rare, then you, I mean, you, you most likely don't need that, but because it's all going to go to you anyway. But if there's one or more, you know, if there's one or more people involved, then yeah, you're going to want to talk to a lawyer at least to figure out what you should do. And how to go about doing it. So what what can you do to try and prevent this fighting? If people don't want to have uh, this happen after they pass away, what are some of the things they could think about up front? Absolutely. And this is one of the things that our TLC works so hard to counsel our clients with is it's not it's not something that you can stop, but it's something that you can definitely help to prevent. And that's through open lines of communication with the people that are going to be beneficiaries, that are, that are going to be executors, that are going to be trustees, and tell them exactly what their roles are, exactly what they're going to receive during life. So that, that mom and dad explain, hey, this is why we're doing this, and this is why you're in this role mm-hmm. versus this other person. Have that all well documented, through which an attorney would do uh, through, uh, our, through our TLC, and then uh, we hope to avoid a will contest afterwards because everybody's on the same page and was at the meeting and understood that this is exactly what we were going to do uh, after after mom and dad died. So, and some of the ways that people can test that, let's talk about them a little bit more. I know uh, if somebody has dementia, that's a common one that we see. Right, absolutely. So that can fall into a couple of different categories. That can fall into a category we call lack of testamentary capacity. And that's a fancy way for saying that somebody didn't have the the mental ability to be able to execute documents such as a will um, or a contract for deed, oftentimes involving farmland, especially in South Dakota, um, or a warranty deed for a home or anything like that. So that's one of the ways if they have dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that during the last part of their lives. Um, and they ran in and they made a change to the will, and we can show that they had Alzheimer's or dementia. That's one way right. that that might get thrown out. Absolutely. And it also ties in with what's called undue influence, which basically means that one person or uh, two people had the ability to influence improperly the person who was making the decisions about how they wanted the end of their, you know, their assets to be distributed at the end of their lives. And we work kind of on both sides, don't we? We'll defend the will, and then we'll also work on the other side where we're going to try and contest it. Absolutely. I was just just going through a list of my clients, and it's it's about a 50-50 split of beneficiary litigation and representing the personal representatives. And on the beneficiary side, where we're trying to go in and say that this person should be entitled to more, because those things really do happen too, don't they, Matt? Where somebody does have undue influence over somebody at the end of their life. Elder abuse is a real thing these days as well. And uh, so how do you go about proving up some of those different issues? Absolutely. Elder abuse is both just a a legal term of art in the sense that we're saying, yeah, you you did some things that were inappropriate with mom or dad near the end of their life, but it also can be a criminal uh, offense. So what one thing that I often do if I'm representing the personal representative, and that's one of the charges, is we want to make sure that we get that cleared up. And, and if we're representing a beneficiary that, that we think that's happened, sometimes we have to involve law enforcement, and I've done that before and had, had great results um, getting that money brought back into the estate because, hey, one of the kids took advantage of, of mom or dad um, through what was called financial elder abuse. 
So it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of investigation at the initial stages to make sure that we've got our ducks in a row, so to speak. But um, after that, it's, it's, there's just the, the probate code, the laws that govern how all this works, lay out a pretty clear path about how you work toward settling an estate. Interesting. There's a lot going on in these family dynamics, too. And thank you so much for coming on today to help explain some of these different terms and how this process and procedure works. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Go make it worth it. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at GooseminLaw.com.